Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy Podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. I'm Andrew Nicholl. And it's the show. We're talking about the election and how a national-led government will change the property market. Now, as we are recording this, we've still got to count the special votes. But at the preliminary count, it looks like national will lead the government for the next three years potentially with ACT, potentially with New Zealand First. Now, Andrew and I were cuddled up on Saturday <laughs> night looking at those votes coming in. What are you laughing at No, that? I mean, it's, I'm sad to say it's true. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting there refreshing the old Google Chrome, looking at those results you coming were. in. You couldn't just sit there and focus and watch it and enjoy it, be present in the moment. Oh, I'm the one who couldn't focus and be present at the moment. That's Rich coming from you. Now, what is the most likely coalition outcome? Well, it looks like they probably will need New Zealand first. Now, at the moment, National Act do hold a slim one-seat majority, but that's before those special votes are counted, which tend to favour people like Te Pāti Māori, Labour and the Greens. So potentially once those are counted, maybe they won't hold a majority. So that's why I think the most likely outcome in my view is that they probably will need New Zealand first. Not a certainty, but that's just my read of the situation at the moment. So Andrew, in our past podcast, we haven't looked at New Zealand first policies in any great depth. So what does it mean for interest deductibility if we have a National Act New Zealand First coalition or some sort of governing arrangement there? Yeah, and this is the, probably the number one concern for property investors at the moment because while interest rates are high and then paying some extra tax on top of that, it is really hurting people's cash flow. And actually, I spoke on a webinar for the New Zealand Property Investors Federation about the week before the election, and this was the number one question that people had. So national want to bring back interest deductibility, and ACT have said that they will as well. Interestingly enough, so do New Zealand First, so we are very likely to get it back. But how it comes back is maybe going to change depending on the makeup of the government. So National want to phase it back in over a number of years, similar to the phase out, but now we're going the opposite direction. ACT want it back straight away. So that would be the most favourable outcome for New Zealand First haven't actually given a timeline so I imagine, given that National holds the bulk of the votes at the moment, they will probably get their way and we're going to see it being phased in over a number of years. Now, you might ask, how much of a difference does it really make, whether we get National or X policy, whether you get 100% deductibility straight away or whether it's phased in? Now, what's really interesting is just before the election, I spoke to a journalist from Stuff about the differences in policy and how it's actually much more complicated than you think. Because the truth is that if you compare National and Act's policy, in terms of the cash flow today, it actually doesn't make much of a difference whether you have full deductibility back, aka Act's policy, or National's policy. It does depend on how much debt you have, but Andrew, walk us through some of the numbers to see how, for some people, there actually isn't that much of a difference between National and Act's policies when it comes to cash flow in 2024. So say you bought a $600,000 investment property, and you took out a $600,000 mortgage, and you were getting, say, five thirty dollars a week rent, and you bought it on the 1st of April, so you have a whole tax year. Yep, so this is the upcoming April 2024. Yep. So under Labor's policy, where you've got no interest deductibility, your tax to pay would be about $4,000. Under National, with 50% deductibility for that year, you would have zero tax to pay, and I'll come back to that. Act with 100% deductibility, 
also $0. Now, why is that, that under both of those policies, you've got exactly the same tax to pay? Well, here you've got a property that's probably got about a 4.5% gross yield, right? And let's say you've got 1% of your house's value going to operating costs. So you might have a net yield of 3.5% to pay. Now, if you think that you're paying an interest rate of, say, 7% today, even if you've got 50% deductibility, that's 3.5%. So you've got a 3.5% net yield. You've got 3.5% interest deductions. That takes out your entire profit for the year. So you've got negative cash flow. So the thing with national and X policies is if you have some amount of deductibility, interest rates are so high that you won't end up paying any tax. And that's what the journalists couldn't get their head around when I was talking to them about this, that actually in terms of cash flow today, X policy is no better than nationals policy because interest rates are so high, even if you've got 50% deductibility, even if 50% of your interest costs count when calculating your taxable profit, you've still got a negative taxable profit. And of course, we've got to think about things like chattel depreciation and other non-cash deductions that, are, that count when you go about calculating your profit. And I think this is the thing that's going to be surprising for a lot of people is you think that, oh, well, if X policy comes in, my cash flow is going to be so much better. Well, not necessarily, because it depends how big your mortgage is. Now, that does depend as well if you're buying on the 1st of April 2024 or if you've already got a portfolio. So if you've got a large portfolio with less debt than this example of 100% debt, then you might be making more of a profit. Therefore, you will have tax to pay. Yeah, but the reason that I've done it based on buying a property at the start of April is this is about people then deciding, am I going to buy a property? And does it matter whether nationals policy comes in or X policy comes in? Actually, it doesn't really matter today in the coming year's cash flow. Now, if X policy came in, you would have a larger taxable loss, so you'd have more tax losses carried forward. So in 10 years' time, you might start to pay less tax there. But if we're talking about cash flow today, my main message is, actually, there ain't that much difference between national and X policy if you're buying and buying with a lot of debt. So of course, it does depend on when you bought the property and how much deduction you would have got from labour anyway, the size of your mortgage, how high your rent is. But for a newly bought existing property under National and Act with 100% debt, very little difference between National's policy and Act's policy, even though it probably sounds like a big deal. But let's get away from some of those complicated numbers, Andrew. Let's say New Zealand First gets in with National. What policies might not go through? So I think we will definitely see a shortening of the Brightline test, regardless of the makeup of the government. But... New Zealand First are very opposed to foreign home buyers. Now, National pre-election said that they want to have some allowance for uh, international people to buy in New Zealand, so long as it's over a $2 million threshold of purchase price, and then they're going to charge them kind of like a stamp duty of 15% on top of that. But in my opinion, New Zealand First will probably argue this point and whether or not they get that across the line after they form a government with New Zealand first, that's for the future to see. Now, if we don't get foreign home buyers back, you may not get the same stimulus coming back into the property market compared to what you would have thought. And of course, if that's the case, you probably will see a smaller version of Nationals tax policy because so much of the tax reduction they wanted to bring in was based on foreign home buyers paying a fee. But I still believe you will get a boost in confidence because we'll see some tax changes coming through, interest deductibility, shorter bright line test. And generally, people believe that national are more competent economic managers. That's generally what we see in the polls. 
So if people think that better days are ahead, whether that's true or not, that perception will probably create a higher confidence in the housing market and people will probably buy more houses. And I see that even with our own level of inquiry, you know, the days leading up to the election, we didn't have many people knocking on our door saying, hey, Opus Partners, I want you to help me build an investment portfolio. The day after the election, we saw that level of inquiry pick right back up, even though it's only been a couple of days since the election. But on top of that, historically, more people buy after an election rather than before, especially when national wins. And I know that we just published this data again with One Roof only yesterday, the day before recording this podcast. Up until the election date, we see fewer people buying houses. And then straight after, three to six months after, we see about 20% more people purchasing properties compared to the election month. Now, currently, we're selling about 5,000 properties a month in New Zealand, or we're buying about 5,000 properties a month. That's kind of over the last 12 months. So you might see that pick up to, say, 6,000 a month over the next year or so, which would put us not that far below the historical average, actually. Now, Andrew, are there any other policies you're particularly interested in? The rolling back of the triple CFA. So Andrew Bailey, the commerce spokesperson, said that he wants to roll back all of the triple CFA rules. Now, these came in and have made it harder for a borrower to get money from the bank. And of course, one of the major drivers of the housing market is someone's ability to get money and buy a property. Now, this all sounds good, but there are two main things that make me think, well, you know, this may or may not happen, but I wouldn't get too excited about it. Number one is it kind of depends on the wording of the policy that actually gets implemented. And number two, what's happened over the number of years that we've had triple CFA is the banks have got into their own way of assessing a loan application. And it's going to be hard to kind of unring that bell. Banks are going to be pretty diligent with checking bank statements and signing off expenses. I don't think there'll be an overnight rush to give people more money to borrow for houses. Yeah, they've already implemented a lot of those systems, right? And I, I actually even read something where Andrew Bailey, again, the commerce spokesperson, said that the biggest issue that they've got is that some of that is already ingrained in the culture, that culture of diligently checking applications. Of course, they should. you should diligently check loan applications, but you can take it too far. And I think that's what National Beliefs happen. And I remember him saying that the trouble is that they've got that, you know, maybe he called it three years of damage. And so how do you go about changing that culture within the banks? That's what you come up against. Of course, we'll probably also see changes within the tenancy laws, getting that 90-day no-cause terminations back. That'll probably be very welcome for landlords. But one thing I do want to say as well is you probably won't believe me. There will be some people listening to this who say, I don't believe you about the difference between national and X policies and how it doesn't impact cash flow. Of course it will impact cash flow. So what I'll actually do is give you my new spreadsheet. I've updated it with both national and X policies. If you look down in the show notes, you'll actually be able to find that in there. So you can download it and play around with your own numbers because you may find and be surprised that once you include chattel depreciation, once you include all of your other costs, you might not pay any tax under either national or X policies. And in that case, because losses are ring-fenced within your property, there can be no difference between national and X policy, depending on how much debt you've got. And I tell you what, if you've decided that now's the time for you to invest after the election, you've got to come along to our events that are happening next week. So we're coming to Wellington on Thursday. We're coming to Auckland on Saturday, the 28th of October. And we've got a special deal on right now. Two tickets for $31. That's to celebrate my 31st birthday, which has just happened, which is very nice. And if you want to come along, table swipe over the cover up. There'll be a link in there. Or just go to opuspartners.co.nz slash tickets. 
Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Steve McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. We're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics, and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time. <laughs>